Well, it'll just be you, me, and Nick. Spencer, you always get all the answers. So let me hear the music, Colin. Take it away. Bing bong. It's time for the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Let's mix it up with a breakdown of some local, regional, and national sports with Spencer Dupuy, Nick Verzellini, and Colin McLaughlin. Good afternoon and welcome into this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, brought to you in part by Brown Funeral Homes and Cremations, Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has proudly served our area since 1880. Spencer Punick, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin, happy to have you with us. Before we get into our first guest, was told to read this uh, breaking weather alert. A tornado watch has been uh, issued for Berkeley and Jefferson counties, along with Morgan County. Uh, the tornado watch is in effect until 7 p.m. tonight for those locations. This event is rated as severe and is likely. So if you ever see it, you got to shelter in place when that gets to that point today. But now we'll welcome to the program the head coach for the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Coach Aaron Byler. And Coach, you're able to get a uh, a game last night in to keep you guys kind of keep the work up there after having a week off. Hey, guys. Yeah, that was good uh, to play last night. It was something we wanted to do. Um it was originally supposed to. Originally, we were hoping to play Wednesday and Friday. And Petersburg ended up losing, so we were only able to play Kaiser. Um, so we just kind of you know, Thursday, and, and we're able to go up there to Kaiser. And we're thankful for them being willing to play us. Um, long trip for our guys, but you know, I think at the end of the day, it was worth it. Um, that looked a little rough the first time through the order, so it was good to see some live pitch and. and our, you know, our top four guys on the mound um, and, and pitching against live batters. So, Coach, a uh, very similar, I guess, situation to what you had to end the regular season when you played Musselman, uh, and you were able to get a lot of work in for a lot of different guys. So that seemed to benefit you in sectionals. How do you hope it benefits you in regionals? Yeah, very, very, very similar situation. Um, you know, it, I just think that, you know, when you play three, four, five baseball games a week, um, and then you have the week off, and, you know, I understand, you know, why the week is the week off is in place is because some of those bigger sections um, are still playing. Um, but when you only have a four-team section, it kind of, you know, punishes you a little bit. Um, so, you know, I just think it was, it was like I said, good to get reps, get live reps, because we, we did inter-squad uh, once this week. Um, and we've been working on some things, but I think any time you can, you know, play against somebody else, that's good. And uh, just fortunate to be able to have that opportunity. So, uh, what'd you like from your team there in that win yesterday against Kaiser? Uh, just their their focus and, the, and their attention to detail. And you know, I told them I told them before we went up. I said, you know, I know it's a long trip, and, and I know it's against the you know, a lesser team, so to say. But, you know, our goal has to be, you know, be a, a team on a mission up there to get better, to be a little selfish and, and kind of, you know, work on ourselves individually because I think, you know, baseball is a game of individuals that make up team. Um, so I, I thought we did had a, did a great job with, with working on ourselves. And, you know, we they put us in a couple of situations, which we had, you know, been prepping for which was good as far as first and third and in bunk coverage and stuff like that so you know you can rep 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 all you want in practice but until you get on the baseball field against another team and, and they put a little bit of pressure on you you know it's not really the same situation so 
happy overall. And, Coach, looking down at that box score, it seemed like Jake Zittle, who's had a tough go of it at the plate for most of the year, had a really good night going three for four last night with an RBI. Does that kind of help not only you, your confidence in him, but also his own confidence going into this big regional series next week? Well, I don't think Jake should have any doubt that I have confidence in him. You know, we've we've kept him in the lineup um, and throughout. Uh, he swung it really good last night. I mean, you're talking about a kid that hit over 500 you know, last year, um, and including sectionals. So Jake is very capable. Uh, he had a very good night last night. He's seeing it really well. And, uh, you know, we're going to need Coach Zarnecki and I talked, um, you know, early on in the season when Jake was struggling a little bit. And, you know, the decision is kind of, you know, if, if we're going to be successful and if we're going to make a run at this thing, uh, we're going to need Jake Zittle producing in that lineup. And it was really good to see him do that last night. And just overall, Coach, your team is getting healthier, and one guy that's been getting healthier and showed it last night was Caleb Edwards with his two-run homer. So uh, to have a healthy team and guys playing well, like Zittle starting to maybe come on a little bit for you and then Edwards being back in the lineup, uh, what's, the I guess, the confidence level like for the guys going into Jefferson? Yeah, I mean, they're confident, man. I mean, you know, all week long, you know, they've, they've ex- displayed confidence in practice. Um, you know, they're not – they don't feel that they're the underdog. They, You know, even though that we lost both games, and, and, yeah, on paper we probably are the underdog, but they don't feel like that, man. They, they feel like they got a legitimate shot at this thing. Um, you know, and they, they kind of uh, have joking around, you know, when, when – they were heard of the teams who were remaining in the regionals and stuff like that. And one kid said, we got a shot. Uh, so, you know, that's kind of been the, the slogan that they've kind of phrased or went with. It's just been, you know, we got a shot. So, so they think we got a shot. You know, I think we got a shot. I think it'll be a whole lot of fun. Um, and they're, they're really looking forward to it and they think they can beat anybody right now. So we're going to let that ride and, and hopefully it plays to our advantage. Something that I want to talk about because I feel like we haven't really talked about it enough is uh, Hudson Clement breaking the uh, record for stolen bases. I think I saw yesterday, and correct me if I'm wrong, if it got updated, 46 steals now for him. How incredible has it been to just watch all year long uh, him getting all those steals? Yeah, I mean, not only does he have 46 steals, but he's, you know, that's 46 steals on 46 attempts. Um that's that's pretty well unheard of um to do something like that and it's it's automatic you know as a coach it's so great you know it's it's like an automatic double you know he gets on first base whether it's via walk or hit or hit by pitch it really doesn't matter how he gets there and 46 times he's been standing up on second base um so just as a coach and as you know that's just a great thing for us to be able to have him with that uh, speed and ability and and I think Hudson as a baseball player sometimes gets you know underrated I mean he his his football ability obviously speaks for itself but you know he's a very very good baseball player I mean he's hitting he's hitting over 400 he's got 46 stolen bases um he's got a high fielding percentage he's he's our team leader you know I think you could it, depending on how you spin it, I think you can make a case for him for player of the year. Um, obviously, he doesn't have the pitching stats that, that some other guys would have. But, you know, having Hudson on our team and as a leader and in that leadoff spot has just been 
you know, insurmountable for our team's success. And we're going to rely a lot on him uh, come next week. You know, when when we get in pressure situations and when things don't go our way, you know, the first guy that, that we kind of look to is Hudson. Um, so, you know, he's been in those big games and those big moments. And I think he's up for that task. But, yeah, like you said, you can't you can't say enough about that stolen base record. And I would think that it would be a long time before it gets broken. By the way, I uh, just checked, and it looks like he's actually at 47. He got one uh, yesterday there, if that counts. Uh, any chance yep, you know yep. what the state record possibly is? I do not. Um, I actually have been – that's been on one of my uh, – that's been on my to-do list to do to try and check into that. I don't know what the uh, what that record is. I need to check on that because I feel like his single-season state stolen base record at 47, um, Hudson's probably got to be at least in the conversation. So I need to make sure that I do my homework on that and uh, and see where he he is because we don't want him not to, you know, if he is close or you know is around that that conversation. You know, we need to make sure we publicize that. Um, just to do right by him and kind of a follow-up to that as well and you kind of mentioned it in the in the question before that or the answer before that um, when you face a team like Jefferson you need to manufacture runs and how is his ability to manufacture runs could be very key to the series next week if you get him if he gets walked or if he gets a single and all of a sudden he's on third base and you just need a sack fly to score him that's going to be huge is his ability to manufacture getting on base and then getting around the bases yeah, and and I think that goes back to one of our key points is situational hitting and, and manufacturing runs. If Hudson gets himself to third base or anybody gets himself to third base with, with less than two outs, you know, one of our focuses this week has been, you know, situational hitting. We we if we're gonna win next week, we have got to cash those runs in, you know. Guys on third base with less than two outs have to score a hundred percent of the time. Uh, for us to be successful next week so you know the guys know it um it's been a, a huge point of emphasis for us this week is situational hitting uh manufacturing runs um not beating ourselves and just making sure we do the routine play i mean we we know how to play good baseball we're very capable of playing good baseball we have to make sure that in those moments i mean because there's going to be a lot of people there next week it's going to be you know, a high-pressure environment. Um, if you get in a bat with a guy on third and less than two outs, you need to do your job. And, and if everybody does their job, then we have a great chance. Co- Final question here, Coach, and uh, just a few days from the regional, what's the team plan from uh, today and until Monday? Well, we got back late last night. Uh, it was close to midnight when I think we finally everybody finally got home. So they're a little tired today. We're gonna be uh, we're gonna be light today. We're gonna come in. We're gonna get our defensive work. Uh, we're gonna take some swings. Um, go over a couple situations. You know, you as a coach, you feel like you can never be too prepared. Uh, so we're just trying to prepare for every possible situation defensively uh, that Jefferson might throw at us. Uh, well, kind of putting a few wrinkles in ourselves maybe to throw at them um so that's today and then tomorrow we're gonna we have a couple guys that didn't get to throw in the in the game yesterday so we're gonna put them on the mound and try to create some live at bats and some live situations and then vice versa we're gonna do that uh you know kind of put some of our jv guys in the box um against the coach pitch great situations for our defense and you know just try to cover everything that we possibly can you know when we leave the field on saturday after practice 
you know, I'm sure that I'll feel like there's more that we could have done to prepare. But as long as the kids, you know, I tell the kids all the time, uh, failure to prepare is preparing to fail. And, and when you're prepared, there's no reason to be scared or intimidated or, you know, the moment's not going to be too big. So we just want to make sure that our kids are 100% prepared uh, for the moment and the opportunity and, and, and make sure they're excited about it and, and be ready to go for Monday. Coach Byler, our guest, and we'll see you on Monday. Coach Byler, thanks for the time. Hey, thanks, guys. Can't wait. That was head coach of the Martinsburg Bulldogs, Aaron Byler, as uh, they get ready for the champ- the regional championship best of three series set for next Monday, uh, potentially through Wednesday, depending on how the first two games go. But that's going to be a great series, guys. Yeah, I think we've been hyping it up enough, and I think it deserves it. And as you said, I expect a pretty good series, and hopefully we can get three games, not just two. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I think it does go three games. Both these teams are pretty evenly matched. Um, it's going to come down to you know who doesn't make those little mistakes because I think both games will probably be low scoring based on the pitching that we've seen uh, from Jefferson Martinsburg this season. So as long as you don't make the little mistakes, you'll have a chance to win it late and then just get those key hits or those key stolen bases. But uh, two well-coached teams, two uh, experienced teams, and two very good teams so should be a great regional and looking forward to it all right well that'll do it for this segment of the sports mix brought to you in part by hager sound ford revolutionizing the car buying experience buy your next vehicle online if you don't like it they'll deliver they'll deliver it to you if you don't like it they'll take it back go to hagerstownford.com for more on their side of this break we'll talk nba playoffs and at 12 30 we joined by former shepherd guard abby beeman as she made her decision today on where she was transferring in She's staying in state. We'll talk about that with her at 1230. But first, after this two-minute break, we'll talk NBA playoffs. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. And hold the phone. The sun came out today. We're born again. There's new ground. Hagerstown Ford continues to be your leader in car sales up and down the I-81 corridor. We will beat any and all competitors' prices. We've made buying a new car easier than ever with one-day delivery better than Amazon and a return policy better than Walmart. Your satisfaction is our guarantee. If you don't like it, simply return it and we'll come pick it up. No questions asked. Why would you shop anywhere else? At Hagerstown Ford, we take great pride in our community and supporting our local student-athletes. That's why Hagerstown Ford is the official car dealership of Shepherd Rams quarterback Tyson Bagent. Our remote buying process has made new car shopping so easy, you'll never even set foot in a dealership. Simply go to HagerstownFord.com and click on the car you want to buy it, or use the Axle Auto app. It's that easy. You can order your new car on any device. Go to HagerstownFord.com and get your new car signed sealed and delivered from hagerstown ford safety doesn't come from owning a gun it comes from knowing how to safely use it valley guns 2 off id1 exit 5 inwood helps you build your safety skills with a variety of courses taught by nra certified instructors sign up for the intro to long range rifle course which will be held on june the 4th and june the 5th no prerequisite courses are required to take this class you can also register for the saturday june 11 basic fundamentals of shooting a handgun course this class qualifies the student for a west virginia concealed carry permit to register and find out more visit valleyguns2.com 
Do you need a place to go for a quick tobacco, soda, snacks, cigarettes, or beer run? Well, then you're in luck because Enter and Exit has convenience without the cost. Enter and Exit right off Route 11 is located at 31 Meadow Lane in Martinsburg and soon to be opening in Chambersburg, PA. Enter and Exit is open Monday through Saturday from 8 a.m. to 11 p.m. and Sundays from 9.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. For great convenience without the cost, stop on in to Enter and Exit today. You're tuned into the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. We are back on this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you today. We'll now switch things over from baseball to basketball. NBA playoffs continued last night. And uh, the night after we got a lopsided, wasn't it a lopsided game? Yeah, the night after we got a lopsided game in the West Series for Game 1 and Game 2 of the East Series, we got a lopsided game as well. That was uh, one there really midway through the second quarter. Colin, and it was your team that was on top 127-102. The Celtics over the Heat series now tied at one as it shifts up to Boston. Ships up to Boston or shifts up to Boston? Ships. You know, like the song? I know. I I was just making sure that you intentionally did the reference there from the dropkick Murphys. I'm proud of you. But yeah, I mean, honestly, game one, if it wasn't for that third quarter, probably would have been just like last night's game. But last night, I was definitely happy. Uh, Al Horford out of nowhere, when everybody thought he was going to be out because of the health and safety protocols, tested negative. Marcus Smart as well. Marcus Smart came back as well in those two puzzle pieces. Uh, really contributed, especially Marcus Smart last night with uh, the Celtics just absolutely dominating there in that first half. They were up by 30 at one point and won by 25. And going back to Boston, if they can continue to play like that, I, I don't think Miami stands a chance. But they really, I, I honestly think chance. that Miami will step up. Hey, the the people at Caesars Sportsbook don't think so either. Uh, game set for tomorrow night, Game 3 there at TD Garden, 8.30 p.m. on ABC. The line for that game is Boston by 6.5. They get it at home, and then they get the Game 2 I like bump, that. I'm assuming. I'm assuming but, it's the bump for the big winning Game 2 and the bump for being at home. Let's be realistic. It's the Eastern Conference Final, so Miami isn't going to go away easily. I, I still like Boston in 6, so... I'll stick with that. I'd be happy if they could win four straight. Don't get me wrong, but Miami's a good team. They're the one seed for a reason. They have their moments where they look good. It was just there in the first half. They were shooting terribly, and Boston was shooting 65%, I think it was. Yeah, I think if you get Kyle Lowry back at some point in this series, that would obviously help the Heat quite a bit. Uh, You know, they... They're guys that have been stepping up and playing that Lowry role. Guys like uh, Strauss and uh, Vincent, you know, they didn't really play great last night. Vincent still played pretty well for a role guy. And Bam Adebayo with only six points, uh, you need more out of him. Jimmy Butler did his thing, but really nobody else was on their game. So I think the Heat can definitely still compete in this series. I think they have uh, 
you know, a deep team, but they're going to need, they really need Lowry back, I think, to have a great chance to win this series. Ultimately, I still will believe that it will go seven games uh, just because I think the Heat have enough to, to keep pace with Boston. But so far, this has been kind of a weird start to the series, not close games and really just one bad Celtics quarter from being a 2-0 series. So it's been definitely an interesting uh, start to the series. And Boston, I think, is overall the better team, but I could see Miami extending it. Now over to the West Finals, Game 2 set for tonight, 9 p.m. on TNT. Uh, the Warriors already have the 1-0 series lead, and they're at back home for another game before the series shifts to Dallas come Sunday. Uh, they are favored at six by home. At, excuse me, they are favored by six at home uh, after a big win there in Game One. Yeah, Luca didn't do much at all in Game One for him, at least. Only 20 points is an off night, so the whole team just played terribly. Last time, I think Dallas plays much better tonight and, and keeps it closer, but I'm still going to go with the Warriors. Uh, we've talked about it a lot. They're the better team overall. They have the experience in this situation. I think it's closer tonight than we saw in game one, but Golden State gets it done ultimately. I agree with that. I think Golden State still gets it done here, but I still think that Luka will uh, get it to seven. I I wouldn't be surprised if just – seating wise everybody gets wins at home and it goes to full seven here in this series so that's what i'll go with is golden state wins the four at home and dallas wins their three there i think that's fair enough to say i really do think that's fair enough to say i think it it'll be a good i think the conference finals whether or not they're lopsided or not it's just some teams are good some nights and some teams are not but there's no defense being played in modern nba if tonight's another blowout I, i might change that prediction up so yeah. we'll have to wait and see, because if it's another like twenty point, I, I, Golden State's winning probably five. You think if it's another twenty? Wow. Okay. All right, there, Colin. We'll have to talk circle back to that next week. Uh, but that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix. On the other side of this break, we'll be joined by uh, former Shepherd guard, now turned a, another school in the states guard. Uh, we'll talk about that when we get back after this two minute break. Uh, this segment sponsored in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just an appliance store any longer. Cabinets and designer bedding, outdoor living, and his family owned and operated and located at 360 Hack Wilson Way in Martinsburg. Go to Orsini's.com. Again, Abby Beeman, our guest next. Hi, this is Lauren from Orsini's right here in Martinsburg. Grilling is not just for the boys. We are a platinum Traeger dealer carrying the Pro Series all the way up to the Timberline Series. We have every flavor of wood pellets along with accessories, rubs, sauces, not just Traeger. We carry Utz, Meat Church, Lanes, and Dizzy Pig. We also carry a full line of Yeti products. Orsini's has everything to complete your backyard. Visit us at 360 Hack Wilson Way or at Orsini's.com. Hi, it's Talk Radio WRNR and TV10 Spencer Dupuis. When I got into a car accident and needed to get another vehicle, I wanted to go somewhere I could trust. So I went to the Heffley Motor Company at 993 Hedgesville Road. As a first-time car buyer, I really didn't know what to expect. But at Heffley, they treated me like family. Every step in the process was seamless. Not only did they give me a great deal, but they also helped me secure an amazing interest rate. Now I know firsthand why Heffley has such a great reputation in this community. I ride with Heffley Motor Company, so you should too. Ever try to collect on an insurance claim? Perhaps a homeowner's claim, auto accident, or fire? Insurance companies collect money from you for protection should something bad happen. And when it does, they don't want to pay or they offer too little. 
At Mansion Ferretti, we have an attorney who worked defending insurance companies and knows all the dirty tricks they play to deny or lowball your claim. Call us today for help in getting what you really deserve. Mansion Ferretti, when you need justice. Not sure where to go or who to trust with your flooring project? And start with Trips Flooring, proudly serving the area for more than 25 years. Specializing in floor sanding and refinishing, along with installation of new flooring, including hardwood, tile, vinyl, laminate, carpet, and the hottest trend in flooring luxury vinyl, tile, and luxury vinyl plank. Are you on a budget? Check out their warehouse, cash and carry, or call 304-229-7009, or visit them online at tripsfloorsanding.com. Now, back to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740, and TV 10. Miner finds Beeman. Under 12 seconds left. Similar situation at the end of the first quarter. Beeman now calling out the offense. Five and counting. A deep three on the way for Beeman, and that's through! Abby Beeman with the buzzer beating three. Shepard down three. She's on like a 10-0 run, Nick. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Rated WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin hanging out with you today. We're now joined on the phone by former Shepard guard turned Marshall guard, uh, Abby Beeman officially signs today with the Thundering Herd, so she stays within the state. And welcome to the program, Abby. How are you doing today? Thank you. Um, I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. And uh, first, we'll just kind of start and talk about your time at Shepard. Obviously, this last season was a, a great one, not only for you personally, but for the team altogether. What was, what is your time? What did your time at Shepard mean to you? Oh, it means everything. Um I don't have this opportunity without my time at Shepherd, without you know the people there taking a chance on me and, and giving me the opportunity to do what I love. So I'm so thankful for my time there. And it wasn't an easy decision because of all the special people in Shepherdstown and the, the relationships that have gotten to grow there. Um, definitely helped me grow my game. The season last year was you know one I'll never forget. Definitely probably the most exciting you know chapter of my basketball career. And I was able to. You know, accomplish a lot of things individually, but you know, more importantly, we had tremendous success as a team, and uh, that's something that you know I'll never forget, and, and I am thankful for it. So, yeah, my time at Shepherd was a great one, and you know, I wouldn't change it for anything. Hi, Abby. This is Nick Verzellini. Um So, you decided to go to Marshall. What led to that decision, and uh, what what was the reasoning behind that? So, yeah, honestly, whenever I went into the transfer portal, my intentions were still having Shepard as an option, and and I was thinking, you know, I'd probably stay D2. I knew I'd get some D1 looks, but um, I was thinking, like, of staying D2. And then, you know, as the process kind of unfolded, I kind of became an opportunity that I I didn't think I could pass up. I don't want to look back and – you know, wonder if I could play D1 or what that experience would have been like whenever I have the opportunity right in front of me. And as you kind of already touched on, you know, it's still in state, um, talking to the coaches and the staff and, you know, they have a, a pretty special vision for me. And, and I think it's a place where I can really thrive at. Um, that was a big thing for me, playing style and somewhere where I'm really going to be able to make an impact again. 
um, are the big, biggest things to me. So still being able to kind of represent my home state and, and getting the opportunity to do it at the highest level all factored in. Of course, there's a lot of other things, but, you know, those are just some important ones to me. Ultimately, uh, you made your decision to go to Marshall, but walk us through what the transfer portal was like for you and uh, what other teams you talked with. Okay, so the transfer portal is, I'm sure you guys know a little bit, it's crazy. Um, I wasn't expecting, you know, all the things I got whenever I went into it. I probably had, I started listing, I've always just kind of been this way, started listing all the schools that reached out to me and just got to the point where I couldn't keep doing it. I had over, easily over 50 schools. Um, So I try to give everyone the decency of replying and been really narrowing it down to, you know, who I'm interested in and just, you know, a little fun fact uh, that people may not know is it it came down between uh, Marshall and the University of South Dakota. So those were my top two. Ultimately, it's important for, you know, my family to be able to come to my games that I know, you know, it's special for them to be able to watch me. So that's why I went with Marshall. But the amount of schools that reached out, like, I just feel really thankful and a reflection of, you know, all the hard work that I've put in throughout the years. So it was crazy. It was stressful. But at the end of the day, I just kind of tried to keep the outlook of um, a lot of people would kill to be in my shoes. So definitely taking stride, and, and I'm thankful for all of it. And do you think from a, a personnel level that Marshall may have just been the right fit for you for the next couple of years because uh, their former guard just entered the portal and has transferred as well, so it kind of leaves an opening right there at their starting guard position. Do you think that – did that factor into it at all? Did you know that at all? Oh, yeah, of course I knew that. Um, like I, I think I've already said, I wanted to go somewhere where I could make an impact right away. And, you know, with that kind of being the case, I knew that that spot would be open. And, of course, that, you know, factored in for me. So, yeah, I didn't go into it, you know, not knowing who was on the team still and what they had coming back. Definitely am aware of that. And I think I'll have the opportunity to show up every day and fight for that starting job, and, and that's what I intend to do. And Abby, Abby, you mentioned play style, and Spencer and I are both Marshall alums, so we're pretty familiar with the program. They've had some great guards come through there. And Coach Kemper loves to uh, – have an up-tempo type style. So how do you think you'll fit in uh, to the Marshall offense? I think I'll fit in pretty well, from my opinion, which is, you know, why I kind of picked there. Um, you mentioned, you know, up-tempo. They're moving conferences to the Sun Belt. And from what they've told me, you know, that's more of an up-tempo conference, as is. And they, you know, already like to play fast. So I think that suits my game very well. You guys have covered a lot of the Shepherd games. I like to run in transition. That's you know, where I'm able to make a lot of my plays and and that's the way I like to play. I don't you know, really like to slow it down a whole lot. So having a coach that also believes in that playing style, I think I'll really thrive under that and there's no doubt that you know, that was a, a factor in my decision. Your Shepherd career now officially coming to an end as you transition and transfer to uh Marshall, what are you gonna miss most about uh being a Ram? I think I'm gonna miss the people in the the family atmosphere there. Um, you know, everyone you come in contact with, they're always so supportive, and there's not really any, any bad things to say about that place. So I've built lifelong friendships, lifelong connections, whether that be with professors or my coaches or administration. 
So I'm definitely going to miss the people I've met there. Basketball is super important to me, but at the end of the day, it's about the relationships that you make with people. And I made some pretty special ones at Shepard, and you know, there's no doubt I'm going to miss that. And Abby, obviously Marshall has a few in-state players on their team. Uh, are you familiar with anybody on the roster and anybody you're looking forward to playing with? So actually I'm not super familiar with anybody on the roster, which is will be a new step for me. Um, so I can't really tell you any specific person that, you know, I'm looking forward to playing with, but I do know that, you know, they're getting a good amount of transfers in and, and they're talented players, so. I'm just looking forward to see how it all turns out and, you know, how we can make it all work together. And you talked about the transition Marshall's making to the Sun Belt, and you are actually able to play a team that's also transitioning to the Sun Belt, though, in an exhibition game. Uh, so you're going to be playing James Madison a lot. Uh, that was obviously an exhibition game for you guys where you guys played up to a Division One level. What kind of uh, – does that? how did that help your game there at the beginning of the year? It's a long time ago, but how has it helped playing a Division One team when you're a Division Two team? Yeah, it seems like forever ago at this point. Um, I think it really helps, but just to know that, like, I have played Division One teams before, and at the end of the day, like, it's just five on five, and you go out there and you play basketball, and that's just kind of the mindset I have. So I think it helps with the experience part and just knowing that I can do it and I'm capable of doing it. But um, definitely going to be a challenge, and – uh, playing schools like that night in and night out is something I'm I'm looking forward to. I know this just was uh, officially announced about an hour, hour and a half ago, and it also uh, surprised you a little bit too, but what's next for you with uh, Marshall? When do you get to go down there and uh, start getting ready for the season? It's a little different from D2 to D1. D2, you get the whole summer off, which is something I look forward to every year, but uh, D1, you know, you have summer workouts, so we'll start those July 11th. So early July, you know, I'll be going there and starting summer workouts and starting to get a feel for, you know, the team and and what the upcoming season will be like. All right, Abby, final one here. What do you want to tell to the fans of Shepard as kind of like the goodbye to them? It's hard to put in to a sentence or or a few sentences, but I just want to say how unbelievably thankful I am. And and whenever I picked a school three years ago, I intended on being – there the whole four years so I had every intention of being at Shepherd for the rest of my career and I think it's hard because I didn't leave on a bad note um, nothing bad happened I just kind of wanted to see what's out there for me and leaving is so hard because of the fans and the relationships I've created so I just want to say how thankful I am and, and grateful for their support and I hope that they continue to support me and I'll definitely always support Shepherd Athletics and and I'm proud to have been around. All right, Abby, thanks for the time, and best of luck at Marshall. All right, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. That was Abby Beeman, former Shepherd guard, now Marshall guard, as she makes the transition from D2 to D1. And apologize again there as we had the emergency alert system come through at the point. It just takes over the station, and we can't do anything about it. Which uh, is honestly a which good is thing. Good thing. Yeah, yes, because I probably would have turned that down and continued the interview. ignore a tornado warning. That'd yeah. be uh, pretty bad but again thanks to abby for joining us today after uh she was a little surprised by the news and shout out to our uh cameraman dylan bishop who uh runs the undisputed podcast there at shepherd uh for giving us the uh, contact information yeah and marshall's getting a really good player obviously in abby beeman uh, i think she'll fit in great with what coach kemper wants to do um so excited to see how she 
plays for the green and white and uh we'll definitely keep track of her career since you know Marshall's a team in the state, and obviously By the you way, and I went there, Spencer. It's highly disputed, not undisputed. Sorry. And it's fault. not highly undisputed. That's it's a highly completely disputed. different show. Excuse me, my fault. It was highly disputed podcast <laughs> there at Shepard Dylan Bishop. Uh, but uh, that'll do it for this segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford. Ken Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Go to ParsonsFord.com for more. On the other side of this break, we'll wrap things up on this edition of the Sports Mix. Get a little update on the PGA Championship. Talk uh, Nationals and Orioles and uh, maybe a little bit. See what else we got cooking there to wrap things up next. After this two-minute break, you're tuned to the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10. We'll be back in two minutes. With four new car dealerships and four used car dealerships in three states, Parsons is the largest used car and fastest growing new car dealer in the tri-state area. Take Parsons Ford with huge savings on hundreds of new Fords, financing from 0%, Parsons' goal of financing for all, and Parsons' famous above-market trade-in allowances that help make Parsons number one for used cars, too. See why so many won't buy anywhere but Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. We became number one by making you number one first. Parsons. What do you get when the longest, hardest, widest runway in the state of West Virginia is asked to host the 250th birthday of Berkeley County? A once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to witness an afternoon of fun, music, and finish with the largest fireworks show worthy of a 250-year-old. Visit Eastern West Virginia Regional Airport on Sunday, July 3rd with gates opening at 2.50 p.m., of course. We'll have food trucks, libation, and something for all ages as we celebrate Berkeley 250. Go to berkeleywv250.com and click on events to get the full lineup of fun. Looking for some nightlife? Then look no further. Laddie's Bar & Grill has a full bar and kitchen, pool table, and entertainment with great food at affordable prices. You can dine in or carry out by calling us at 304-263-5233. Laddie's is open Monday through Saturdays from 8 a.m. to 3 a.m. and Sundays from 10 a.m. to 3 a.m. We serve breakfast all day long, and our lunch and dinner specials are posted every day on our Facebook page. So stop on in to Laddie's Bar & Grill, located at 107 Lutz Avenue in Martinsburg. Do you love martial arts? Are you a little more Miyagi-Do than Cobra Kai? Dragon Warrior Kung Fu offers a well-rounded program designed to promote and encourage learning and growth in a family-friendly environment. Because Kung Fu is not just flashy fighting skills, it's a lifelong journey of self-discovery. Dragon Warrior Kung Fu. Call us at 304-350-0646 and learn more today. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR 106.5 FM, AM 740 and TV 10. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10, brought to you in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. You can call Ameriprise Financial Services. Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix. This segment sponsored in part by the Marius Group and Ameriprise Financial Advisors, John Everson and Phil McCoy. You can call Ameriprise Financial Services at 304-263-4343 or stop by their offices at 1270 Winchester Avenue right here in Martinsburg. Spencer Puinick, Verzellini, Colin McLaughlin wrapping things up on today's edition of the Sports Mix. As uh, we got about 10 or so minutes left, and before we uh, talk baseball, talk PGA uh, championship going on right now, 
something that slipped through the cracks at the end of last month that was announced on a Friday afternoon just before 5 o'clock um, on a busy week back for us. Uh, I think believe we also w- were getting ready to do a game, so it definitely slipped through the cracks there, and apologies. But Shepard has named a new offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach. Uh, head coach Ernie McCook announced on April 29th that Taylor – Excuse me, Tyler Haynes has been named the team's offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach. Haynes replaces Jesse uh, Jesse Corral, Coral, excuse me, who resigned the, to pursue other interests. Haynes comes to Shepard after spending the past two seasons at Baldwin Wallace, where he served as defensive coordinator, inside linebackers coach, and co-special teams coordinator for the Yellow Jackets. Haynes had a five-year stint as head coach at Urbana University before the campus closed in 2020. He was the second winningest coach in the program's 35-year history he also has coaching stints at indiana pennsylvania and adrian college he was the oc at iup from 13 to 15 where he helped the team to a nine and two mark in 2013 he was served as oc and linebackers coach and special teams coach at adrian from 2008 to 13 uh, so again slipped that slipped through the cracks at the end of last month but wanted to give it its due as uh, one of the best offenses in division two is going to have a new leader and a new quarterbacks coach for the harlan hill trophy winner yeah, I wouldn't expect uh, an offensive shift or anything, considering Shepard had the number one offense in the country last year. So I would think Coach Haynes is going to come in and probably run very similar stuff, uh, if not the exact same stuff that they yeah. ran last year under Coach Correll. And uh, to my understanding, based on what we read on the report too, I believe I don't know if you said Coach Correll just stepped down for personal reasons or yeah, wanted, wanted to, to pursue other pursue interests. other interests. So uh, definitely a a big loss because you know he came back from Shippensburg and uh, did some good things for this offense but with the talent that's there and with Tyson Bajan at quarterback at least this season I wouldn't be concerned at all about changing the offense coordinator but uh, maybe down the line it, it would definitely be a little bit different but a lot of that too coach McCook's offense of scheme obviously he's the head coach still so I would expect Shepard to still have one of the best offenses in the country this year yeah and it'll be a challenge for him because as you said best offense in the country so it's obviously going to be tougher to improve rather than decline and even if it's a slight decline people are still going to be like oh man this guy's horrible so (laughs) it's a huge challenge but as you said i I don't think it'll be much of a change because guys like tyson bajant ryan beach and the rest of the uh offense there at shepherd are absolutely explosive yeah Yeah, and they do lose a little bit in the receiving core uh, but that was the big question heading from last year into this year was how the receivers were going to play, and they had no drop-off at all. So in terms of the offense, the offense is still in a pretty good uh, place. The only concern for me is that veteran offensive line, a lot of those guys are gone. So you know they're going to have to have a lot of guys step up. But in terms of the skill positions, Shepard should be fine. Yep, they should be. And again, we'll have all their games for you on TV 10 WR and our TV on YouTube this fall, as we did last fall. Uh, but now let's close the book on Shepard and transition to MLB here for a quick minute. Nationals open up a three-game weekend series with the Brewers tonight in Milwaukee. Eric Fetty on the bump for the Nats. Uh, Nick's favorite national. I guess so. That's what you keep saying. Yeah. Uh, Mine's but, uh, Nelson Cruz. It'll be a tough series for the Nats as the Brewers are 24-14 and 14 on the season. That's 13-26. and 26. Uh, Corbin going for the Nats tomorrow, and then Aaron Sanchez on Sunday. Uh, but the Nats looking to maybe pick – they're hopeful to get one, maybe two. 
I mean, you always hope for two, right? You always hope for three. three. Yeah. That's what I think they're trying to do. Let's get three. Uh, Unless they're tanking. Uh, it did Bad for com- baseball, by the did way. come out and say that they weren't going to shut down Strasburg, and its reports have now come out that they will not trade Soto this summer. Well, of course they're going to say that. That's reports, and that's not them coming out and saying. Still, all right. Well, let's talk about the comes. Orioles. Last night they got a walk off victory, bottom ninth over the uh, New York Yankees, who were thirteen wins better than them. Uh, Colin, it was poetic justice. And how that series ended. Everybody was complaining and saying the create a park, you know, there in the left field wall. <laughs> and guess what? Not one, but two home runs went over that left field wall for Baltimore. The one being the three run walk off home run to the, allow the Orioles to win. So where are you at now, Yankees? <laughs> and Trey Mancini. Well, he didn't hit it, though. So exactly. It, it was Chirinos and Santander. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Torinos sucks. So the the exactly. Orioles if did have a blown save last That's what I tweeted yesterday. Night, if Torinos can hit a home run over that left field wall, anybody can. They did Even Colin McLaughlin and I. They no, did have I'd a blown save, though. Yeah, blown, blown save, save from Lopez. Who cares if you win? Yeah, you got the win. Yeah. I've never liked No, Batista got too. the win. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He came in for he came a third in. of an inning. Well, I never liked Lopez. <laughs> 23,000 in the tennis last night at Oriole Park, though. Yeah. Yesterday afternoon. Yesterday afternoon, you're right. Does Adley come up this weekend? I hope so. I, I don't know. Soon. You keep talking about that. You said he was coming up Monday. He, he should. He hit homers I mean, in back-to-back games. Well, it'll be Even a uh, weekend got series. Got that two-run home run yesterday. Combined between him and Ben Boom, they're hitting 131. Yeah, and Ben Boom could easily go down. I think Torinos could stay up. I mean, he's a veteran anyway, yeah, keep so him, that'd be a good guy to have Adley. with Adley in the rotation. Or yeah, I guess you could call it a rotation, the catching rotation. Yeah, they're still at home this weekend. They face the Rays for a three-game series. Uh, it'll be Wells tonight for the Orioles. Yeah. Game at 7.05 tonight, 7.05 tomorrow night, which is good because of the heat tomorrow in the area. Uh, maybe you'll get a bunch of fans there. But Sunday, one thirty-five game. Uh, it's supposed to rain then. Probably yeah. going to get rained out. Yeah, we'll see if it was supposed to rain last Sunday. Yeah. It's true. It did, uh, but not at Nationals Park. Before we uh, end the show, I totally forgot something we talked about yesterday on the show. Uh, Nick, you did find out what the mystery press conference was yeah. for the Ravens. I guessed it. I mean, I figured it was either Sam Cook, Jimmy Smith, or I, I went on the lawn shot, maybe the Suggs thing. But, yeah, Sam Cook's done as the punter. He's still going to stay with the team as a punting coach or something like that. And I Really? Think, yeah. That's cool. Yeah, he's going to help out uh, their rookie. And if he were to you know, get hurt, they could always sign Cook and bring him back in. So There you go. By the way, speaking of long shot, locally, the Preakness is this weekend. Yeah. Is another long shot going to win? Who knows? We won't see a triple crown, unfortunately. Do you have a pick, Colin? Why I don't know yet. I was looking crown? here at the odds because uh, the winner there of the um, Kentucky Derby is not running. Oh, wow. Yeah, Did they not decided not to put him into uh, the Preakness, so we won't get a triple crown. But if you're going for a long shot, you got to go with Fenwick at fifty to one, or Happy Jack at thirty to one, or if you go with the crazy names, Skippy Longstocking at twenty to one. <laughs> the favorites, Epicenter, who I believe was one of the early favorites there in the Kentucky Derby. But I remember Happy Jack, so I might put a couple uh, 
Bucks I like on that name. them at 30 to 1 because it's the long shot. It's number 8, which I like. And I can't remember what race it was last year, but I think I remember Happy Jack doing well. So. Hey, we got we to gotta make something up here. Not make something up. We got to get something going. We got to get the Sports Mix Weekend Parlay going where we all pick something. And if it wins, then we all split the money. We all throw in a couple I'm bucks down. here and there. Uh, it's a little late now, but we can start that next week. And we'll start it next week. Uh, start football season. There's nothing to bet on right now. Okay. All right. Baseball? Uh, he's betting on baseball. Fair enough. <laughs> Heroes. <laughs> All right. Well, it's let's talk about the, the PGA, PGA Championship right now in action. Uh, through 14 holes, Justin Thomas has tied Rory McIlroy at 5 under for the lead. Rory McIlroy will be going at 2.36 p.m. Tiger Woods 4 over, which is the projected cut. So it's projected if he stays, if he gets a par today. Uh, then he will not make the cut with the projected cut at four over par. Um, what do we think about the PGA Championship? We've been watching a little bit here before the show. Justin Thomas is tied for first now. That's what I just said. No, it's good. I'm happy for him, but we'll see how uh, McElroy does when he tees off at 236. Do you have money on JT? No, I don't have any money on this one. I mean... John Daly was doing well for a little bit yesterday. Is he riding on the cart or is he walking? He was riding on the cart. Is what <laughs> I, I thought think they I weren't saw. allowed to do There's that. There's sometimes he an exception. Yeah. Did he? Did he ask if he for wins one? it on the cart? That'd be crazy. Well, I don't think he's gonna win now. He's like plus something. Yeah, I'd have to well. double check. All right. Well, uh, we'll talk about the PGA Championship effort. results on Monday, along with uh, get you ready for the Region 2 Championship Plus Series two. and the NBA playoffs. But that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Uh, thanks to our guests today, Martinsburg head coach Aaron Byler and former Shepherd guard, now Marshall guard Abby Beeman, for coming on the show, talking about her transfer and her, her transfer and her time at Shepherd. But that'll do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. For Colin McLaughlin, Nick Verzlini, I'm Spencer Bruce saying so long, and we'll talk to you on Monday.